Hey, welcome to We're Doing Podcast. Uh, my name's Brandon. If it sounds like we're in a car, it's because we're in a car. Uh, we're on our way to a comedy show in Kitchener, me and Tyler. And uh, yeah, this is we didn't have time to record a real podcast. So we're going to do it in the car. We're used to just talking in the car. We'll make it happen. He, he's talking on his phone, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to fire off a message. Fire off a message. I'll keep. I'll keep talking. I started this before you picked me up. Uh, it's okay. I want you to finish. I can keep it's not introducing us. At all. It's not an important message by any means. It's getting warm out. See, it's cold and rainy this morning. Weather's fucking me up, man. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, you can't roll down the windows or turn on the AC. No, I'm gonna take my sweater off. There's okay. enough noise in here. Yeah. Apologize. For the sound of a car. Maybe you're driving in a car right now. A lot of people listen to this in the car probably. So. I imagine. I listen to it in the car just for quality assurance. I'm not laughing at my own jokes. Could have been better if you brought the mics, but... Yeah, I, I was. I thought of that too late and realized my laptop was dead and I had no time to really charge it. Or no way to charge it in here. So yeah, you know, next, next car ride podcast we'll do that. But uh, yeah, going to Kitchener. Going to What's the name of this place? The tavern. Yeah, yeah, uncle. Rich's, Rich's uncle. Rich. Joe. Rich uncle. Rich uncle it's tavern. Not, it could be. I don't know what this show is. It could be in an alleyway. It could be in a basement. I know where it is. It, it's a you nice spot. There? No, I. I know. I think it used to be something else. It's a bar. It's a nicer pub. In fact, it's called Rich Uncle. It means we might get paid for this show, so that's good. That's promising. People buying tickets for it. There we go. Good. This is sweet. Yes. Love a good comedy road trip. You know, we haven't done <laughs> our show, our fucking show is about the end of the world, but uh, we're also comedians and we've never done a show just about talking about comedy. I don't think we need to do that. There's enough podcasts about comedy. <laughs> That's true. We can dip in and out. Uh, we'll, we, try, about, we try to tell jokes on here about the end of the world and now we're all fucked. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll continue doing that. And we, we can do it. I have nothing I can read in front of me right now. There's just like All what I've read in the news today. We'll get through the news. That guy was looking at us weird. What guy was looking at us weird? Yeah, that, that car there. I always <laughs> see a lot of people like fighting in the car. Like when I'm driving and I look oh, over, it's a couple people just fighting and good, screaming. Good couple fight. But car. I don't know. Cars bring out a lot of rage in people. I, I've never fought with anyone really it's in a car. Like it's always like a ride dangerous. home, you know. It's a ride home scenario. Husband and wife just out. Yeah. Chris Rock makes fun of your wife's hair, and you're on a ride home. <laughs> Are we still talking about that? Yeah. Oh, it's good to keep bringing it up. <laughs> good. Keep, keep reminding everyone. But yeah, it's, I don't know why. Why are people yelling so much in cars? Uh, road rage. It's, like it's not road rage. It's, it's the person can't walk away from you. Yeah. It's a good confronting time. That's right. Confront someone in the car. Unless you have like crazy people that try to jump over your driving. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does happen. That's scary. Dating stunt people. Don't date stunt people. They're not afraid to do that. They'll just jump That's out. Scary. This guy wants to get over. What guy? This truck. Oh, well, let him get out. over. He's fine. Truck's scary, man. The other night I was coming out, I was coming home from Niagara. And I usually take the back way, right? But, to Niagara? Yeah, but it's an extra, it's like 20 minutes. But usually I'm like, I'll take the extra 20 minutes just to drive on the country roads and not worry about the whole... Because in my head, it doesn't make sense to take the highway all the way around geographically. 
it looks longer on the highway but goes quicker but the back roads is 20 extra minutes but I, I like to just mosey you know so but I wanted to get home quick I was uh, so I took the highway and then I had like five or six late at night I had five or six trucks on my ass fucking throwing the high beams on pushing me off the road I'm like hey, Jesus. I'm gonna do a fucking joyride scenario here yeah that's Remember what that I mean Paul Walker like, classic these, yeah. <laughs> yeah these guys are all so fucking careful Paul Walker died in the car accident yeah I know well all these fucking truck drivers are jacked up on freedom <laughs> freedom and double doubles and just yeah. cigarettes which is which is the standard trucker diet? Which is why do they care? Why do they care what they put in their body? They don't want to put this vaccine in their body yet. They're injecting fucking double doubles and triple triples all day. I understand though. Like they drive everywhere, and like a lot of their trucks are governed at 100 kilometers an hour, right? So they can only go that fast. But then if you're also trying to drive the speed limit, which is 100 kilometers an hour. You get in this tug of war with these trucks, and they want you to get over. And I'm like, I just want to stay here because I also don't want to get pulled over. My car was. <laughs> Here's why I was afraid to get pulled over. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't fucking around on anything. I was. My car was very dirty. <laughs> Is you don't I, want the cop to judge you? Because I no. Well, I I take a lot of back roads, like I said, so my car gets dirty, especially this time of year. I've had it before where I've been pulled over in Hamilton in the city. Because they can't read your license plate. Because they can't read my license plate and my <laughs> windows are too muddy and they're just like, your car is too dirty. You need to go. I've had a cop tell me to go to a car wash <laughs> at like 1130 at night because my car is too dirty. See, this this fascinates me. I like the psychology of cars and people and like how how much we're in cars and like how much how much do we absorb from the car we're in. like. Like, the, like these truckers, like they're sitting up higher, they're in these powerful trucks. Does that sense of like extra power like change their personality? Like what does your car say about you? Like kind of thing. Like, uh, like people with road rage. Like, it is an extension of people's personalities, right? It's like, an extension of our bodies essentially too. It's people like, get cars that match their personality oftentimes. That's why I just get pieces of shit that I find. <laughs> <laughs> that last week for another time but uh that's like but cops know that too that's why like they say red cars get pulled over more because people that drive red cars are probably dick bags you know yeah they're, or they're, just, they're driving faster usually they're hotheads see they're hot i'm driving heads. a plain white car because i'm a plain white male so yeah. that's why i'm driving this I never get pulled over ever for anything. I had a flashy car once last time, the last Jeep I had. Oh, was the flashy. blue Jeep. And I bought it because it was blue and flashy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it looked it like looked, a Hot Wheels car. It looked like a Hot That's I That's like, a good reasoning to buy any car, I guess. It was like. It was the price I needed it to be. That was the main reason why I bought it. Yeah. It was the price I needed it to be to buy it. And it was one of, I looked at a couple, but I looked at this car and it had neon lights in it, like a, uh, uh, yeah, that was great. A high school Coke dealer had it before I did. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't use those enough, like. No, I disconnected them. I think it was, it was a swim team. It was someone from the swim team. It had a sticker on it that said big ass <laughs> when I bought it, but I took that off right so away. So it was like a swimmer with a big ass? I that, so. You can't be a swimmer with a big ass. It There's a bunch of high dive lanyards in it. Like it came as is. I think somebody died in it actually. 
I, I feel that way with a lot of used cars. <laughs> People just dying them. Blood stains on the ceiling. They don't have to say anything. Blood stains on your ceiling, too. Someone got their head rammed in this car. Yeah, that or like coffee. <laughs> it's, it could be either way. The projection on that looks like it could be a blood stain on the ceiling. I know. I, so I've, done, I've tried to do like the, the physics of it. If like, you know, I bash my head off the steering wheel yeah. and shot back and like... Yeah, this car was in an accident, uh, and uh, basically my father-in-law picked, picked, took it in and fixed it up and sold it to me. That was his hobby for a while. Yeah. Old man hobby, it's sweet. But uh, car, cars with a lot of bumper stickers, do you think those people also have a lot of shitty tattoos? Yeah, or not, I don't know. That's my theory. I think uh, it's a place to put a sticker in the back one, and it's a place to have a statement. But there's a lot of different stickers that also say a lot. I've always had bumper stickers or some sort of sticker in the back one of my car. Usually a punk rock sticker or a BMX sticker. Right now I got an all-in skate park sticker. There you go. And a little devil BMX clothing line sticker. See, that's adding personality to your car. Yeah, but like people see that, other BMXers see that and probably think I'm a BMXer or a bit or like. All in, I'm promoting all in skate park by having that on my on my car. There you go. You can communicate with the other punk rock cars on the highway. Like that's that's crazy. But like then you're you're preyed upon with like some dude in a truck with a bunch of fuck Trudeaus and country stickers. It's like this fucking punk rock fag and just like <laughs> rides your ass just because he knows you're you're into pop punk. I don't think we're gonna get that. Like that's it's the same thing again. Plain white car. People leave me alone. <laughs> Like, I they have no used reason. to have like a pink like teenage bottle rocket sticker on my car. Yeah. So London, Ontario, there's a lot of dudes. Uh, you were posting on Reddit, just big black or white pickup trucks, red flag right away. But yeah, they they have like upside down Canada flags like all over it. One guy had like eight fuck Trudeau stickers. And like at this point, like I think this guy just wants to fuck Trudeau. Like, I don't know why you base your whole personality around just fucking hating one person. Yeah, people are people are more into politics and they're more into hating politics, so they're expressing themselves on the back of their trucks. It's fine. But yeah, people put so much, like, I, I deliver kombucha and I deliver to this health store and they're very anti-mask and anti-vax. It's good that you can see them. You're like, okay, yeah. there's an asshole. Yeah, it's fine and like I'm friendly to them but every time I'm there that's the conversation they're having with someone there like like when we were supposed to be wearing masks like oh I got kicked out of the Tim Hortons again and like oh you gotta go up the highway 6 Tim Hortons and they won't kick you out they're fine with no masks it's like every time I'm there it's the same conversation it's like holy fuck it I get a life people yeah that is their life yeah. that's what they do it's been hijacked it's fine and it's a hobby there is a cool van, bright red. Yeah. I think that I think that's a heat score there. It's a little bit of a heat score. I like those vans. I'd get one of those vans, but not bright red. Not black either. Black is sketchy. White van. Probably black. I get a black van. Black van. I could, yeah. I guess what's sketchier, black or white van? What's got the worst stereotype? Yeah. Well, white, white, the white panel van, the diddlers took. Yeah. Anything in a brown or orange tinge. It was probably, yeah, that's a pedophile van. Yeah, I don't know if pedophiles have vans since the internet. They kind of went online. They just went, <laughs> went online. Maybe they got Kias. Maybe there's like a new, I think there's a new pedophile vehicle in town. Like, they're like their standard. I don't think so, no. I think it's still the panel van. I wonder though. 
Like if you get all the pedophiles and figure, like get all their statistics and like figure out what what they drove, I wonder if it was all like one thing, all like Kia Sentras or something. Yeah. Or like Sunfires. Oh, yeah, like fucking Ford Focuses or something. <laughs> you know, cheap, something cheap. Pedophiles don't spend yeah. a lot of money unless they're like rich, rich pedophiles. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of rich pedophiles out there that yeah. we're finding out more and more of. Those ones have private jets and stuff. Yeah, that's how they're luring the children. They don't have to lure. They just pay people to, to, to kidnap them. Yeah, that sucks. That does suck. Let's change the conversation. We're, we're let's go back to cars. Let's go to, back to... Let's talk about the sun chicken. Because that thing was incredible. How long it lasted. and It, it just defied logic and science. Well, it was a good car. Was what, they still made good cars. Pontiac makes good cars. And they're not right. I'm currently driving an 07 Pontiac... But uh, the Sunfire uh, was a car I got in college after I totaled my sister's car when she was in Germany. Yeah. She lent me her car and I totaled it and somehow I still was able to get insurance money and get the Sun Chicken. Um, <laughs> which was a good car at the beginning. It had very few kilometers on it and then we drove it all over the country. Yeah, that'll, that'll wear it down a little bit. A couple trips to Nova Scotia. A couple trips to New York. Yep. Uh, pretty much every stand-up comedy show in Ontario. Yeah, Northern Ontario. Northern Ontario. Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario. Just, just. I, like, I like driving, too, and I know you do for work, and I, I should get a job where I drive, because I like driving. I don't like being the passenger like I am now because I don't trust the drivers. <laughs> it's probably because I grew up riding in field cars and stuff, and you, yeah, you want to run into stuff. And like I've, I've been driving my whole life. Like I've always known how to drive, so I like driving. But that thing was like, by the end of its life, like, like there's nothing wrong with it. A lot wrong with it. And I ripped the rearview mirror off when I left Toronto. I'm not looking back at this city. <laughs> Threw it in the back seat. I remember finding it back there through yeah, all the trash. They lived there. There's lots of trash. All the uh, dials and uh, the odometer and speedometer and the gas gauge. All the gauges just, quit working. And just the dents. There's lots dents. Of dents of the loaded full of film equipment. Loaded full of bicycles. I remember being in that car with you. We we're going down a hill in the winter. We we're going real slow. And you hit the brakes and just nothing happened. I remember you just said, nope, no brakes. <laughs> I'm like, what? It was icy, I think. It was icy, and we just slowly hit this side okay, post. Ran into a post. And like so much so we were commentating as we were doing it. We're like, yeah, we're going to hit it. We're going. Yeah, there's no, no oh, yeah, nothing that, we could do. That car was like a field car for me. And when you grow up driving field cars, you have less of an appreciation for cars. So if I ran into something or if I backed into something, I, I didn't care much. I still kind of have that mentality with yeah. my vehicles. Um, they all have dents in them. But, like, it's good to not care. <laughs> yeah. If I had a, I wouldn't want a vehicle that I cared about, you know? But, like, if you, had one, if you had one vehicle that you did, that you think you would care no, about. No, because then if I did scratch it or if I ran into something, I'd, I'd feel bad. I feel like you can get something in between. You can get a fucking souped up, just crazy truck or something. I could, uh, 
I know, I know how you feel about people in big souped-up trucks, but yeah, like I don't mind driving them, and I've driven big trucks and stuff. Mon- like I drive a monster truck, yeah, or souped-up van, just like a real like off-roading van. I want a van for living in, really, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Sunfire did me well, and I had it for years, and then it finally, uh, I think, a fuel pump blew in the middle of a intersection in Hamilton. <laughs> How long were you stuck there? Uh, a while. I had to push it to the side of the road and call a tow truck, and it, it was done. But uh, there was a lot of trash. And it, I actually, it was, uh, I got a tow to a garage close to my house. It was actually a friend of Manolis' garage. And I, it, was, it was like walking distance to my, where I was living at the time, but like a few blocks. It was a bit of a walk. But uh, when they called me and told me it was like done, I was like, could sell it for scrap, and I sold it for scrap. I had to go down there with like a suitcase <laughs> and load up all the things that were in it that I wanted to keep and just the trash and so like I had to get, I got a bag or two of trash out of it and then like loaded just things that were in it frisbees and baseball gloves and yeah, I remember CDs you and, could like literally go through the layers of your life with the, how much trash was in that car yeah, suitcase you get to the bottom you're like yeah this is a chip bag from four years ago <laughs> once you get yeah, to the bottom I try to clean my car out. I don't know. I'm always on the road. Yeah, I'm guilty. I, I, like mine's Miles okay, up. but I half cleaned it up. Miles up. See, it's whenever I have to drive a stranger, someone I like, someone to a comedy show, then I clean it up better. Yeah. If I think I'm gonna get a girl in my car, I gotta be like, ah, yeah. pull over to the side of the road and find. This is my girlfriend. She knows my car's trash and I'm trash, so I just like sweep off the French fries and just like throw all the cans yeah. away. I had a couple garbage bags going in my car now. But like, for a while, I'll travel with just film equipment, stands and tripods and stuff, and light stands. But, yeah, cars, uh... Cars important. Cars important. Imagine we were all still riding horses. Did you ever drive field cars and stuff growing up? No, I never, never did. I never knew anyone that did either. It sucked because I wanted to. We had, we always, always had, somebody always had a field car, and we put them in the mud runs and stuff, out go for dunes, do the mud runs. Yeah, I've heard of, like, I've been to lots of demolition derbies, but, yeah, I don't know. Derbies? But, uh, field cars, they sounded fun. We had, like, a field go-kart in my buddy's house. That was the closest thing. Yeah, kind of sucked, though. We just had old cars, and we'd drive them in fields, and, like, I remember doing that when I was, like, young. Really, <laughs> like... Eight, nine, ten years old, learn how to drive. Someone, one person does the gas and brake. One person does the steering. <laughs> Just driving through a field. That's your first driving lesson. Thirteen-year-old kids learning how to teach yourself how to drive. <laughs> yeah, like we would drive around when we had our G ones. Me and Brock. Our buddy Brock, we still always say G1 plus G1 equals G2. Uh, <laughs> we just cruise around. Yeah, we, we, did that, but we, we wouldn't. We wouldn't enter any fields though. Well, we always had fields, and we always had somebody had a field car or something. We one time stole a kiddie pool, like a little, you know, the little plastic kiddie pools that you'd fill. Kids would fill full of water. Yeah. This one we were older, probably like 15, maybe 16. We stole a kiddie pool, like a plastic one. And we took my buddy's van, but we couldn't find any rope. We we're gonna tow the kiddie pool behind the van in the field, in the hay field. Yeah. Freshly cut hay field. And uh, we couldn't find any rope, but we did have skid wrap. 
like the big saran wrap. Yeah, that so stuff's we, tough. So, yeah, so we made a rope out of that, but it became like a bungee cable. And then we were like, put four or five guys in the kiddie pool and then go do donuts in the hay field. Oh, this awesome. thing's just whipping around. It was, we'd go, we weren't going slow either. Yeah, lots of fun driving things when we were kids. Yeah, I got scared off doing that just because, like, a buddy of ours was, like, was riding behind someone's snowmobile on a sled, and, like, his leg, like, wrapped around a wooden post, like, hit it so hard, it just, like, broke and so, just wrapped around it. Oh, he fucked himself up good. We used to tow things on snowmobiles, tow things behind cars, tow toboggans behind vans down roads on snow days and stuff. See, we used to do lots of, like, stupid jackass videos but like I, I'd rather embarrass myself than hurt myself so I reserve I, I just step down when people would do crazy sledding stuff or yeah. with, like drag jumping out of moving vehicles into hedges lots of that lots of uh, you know Teen Wolf lots of the Teen Wolf uh, what's Teen Wolf and you're like car surfing on top of the car or you're, like, <laughs> you get out and you grab you hold on to both sides put the windows down and you hold on to both sides of the car Interesting, no, I, that's a new one to me. Teen Wolfen. On the roof. Can't say I have. I've done some roof rides. We were dumb. I like. I should be dead. <laughs> well, you made it. Yeah. You made it. We grew up through the age of jackass and crazy BMX videos. Yeah, it was. It was. It's amazing. Any of us, any male, survived. We were all doing it at the same time, and then to see it popularized with all those things just made us do it more and try to be more in, intense with it. But. 90s skate videos, BMX videos. Yeah, I got I got annihilated at a sledding hill too, in in air. I grew up in air, and there's this huge hill. Everyone goes to it, and they would get those giant inner tubes. It would fit like six people, and there's like these six teenagers that would, like were there this day riding this thing down, and we would do these like little side hills and like race each other to the bottom and like circuits like ten random kids, yeah, and uh, and I got wiped out halfway through by this kid and I'm trying to get up and everyone's yelling my name and I turn around this fucking this tube hits me so hard and that because that's the last thing I remember I just went airborne yeah I uh I guess it landed on my head slid down the hill just passed out I guess this thing just like double back flipped me and I smashed my head and I woke up at the bottom of the hill, everyone's surrounding me, they had to like call my parents. But see, like, I'd, I'd, I'd rather those risks, those high risk activities and stories, it wasn't always about getting hurt, it was yeah. about not getting hurt. But that, I was a pussy, I was riding the side yeah, hill because the yeah, big hill was too scary. <laughs> and then uh, I got hit, I wasn't ready for that. It's about succeeding and then being like, holy shit, did you see this guy that did this crazy jump, jumped over a fucking fire, and did this crazy stuff. It was about succeeding. There's just always the chance that you wouldn't succeed and you'd get hurt. See, it'd be different if I stood in front of it and, like, planned to jump over it as I came down. I still down. love that shit, and I still love doing it a little bit. I love seeing it. It's, like, you don't see kids out jumping off of shit as much as we used to. But, it, like, if I go to the skate park and I see some little kid getting gnarly on a scooter and doing, like, triple flares and stuff, I'm like... This is fucking awesome. There's still little kids, 13, 14 year old kids, that are trying to risk their lives for entertainment and for fun. Yeah, and kids are hooked. They're making TikTok. They're 
They so hooked on the screen. It's about the action sports element of it. No, I don't mean they are. I mean, I, I, that's what I, most other kids are doing. They're not that active. Oh, yeah, not. other kids are just playing fucking video games and shit. I feel like Pokemon Go had a stab at getting kids to go out and play some more, but, like, yeah, they're not climbing trees to catch Pokemon. They're mostly walking around in circles with we their head down. We that. We're climbing trees because, hey, it would be cool if it's you fun. made it to the top of that tree and jumped from that tree to the next tree, and if you made that, that would be cool. And then if you don't make it, you're going to fall out of the tree, smash your head on the way down, Maybe you'll bleed a lot, and that'll be fun too. And there's a great video of me falling like I want to say 40 feet, but I don't think it wasn't 40 feet. Maybe just hitting branches 40, on the way down. Yeah, like a cartoon. Yeah, it was totally like a cartoon. And then I I hit one, and I started my nose. I start bleeding out of my nose, and I landed in the snow in the, on the bottom. There's video of it somewhere, and I just started laughing my ass off because I was hurt. Yeah. But I was laughing because it was so funny. There's just blood streaming down my face, and uh, it was fun. Yeah. You were ready for that? I smashed my teeth out. Yeah, that's, that's a fun one. See, see, these are all injuries that, yeah, you're going for. Like, it might happen. Yeah. It's I mean, like... I, I kind of avoided those things, and it, but they would happen on occasion. Getting hit with the tube, I didn't see coming. I was, yeah, I like, broke, like I was ready to jump over it. I broke my leg. We were running a train, and not like that, Brandon. <laughs> Get your head out of your ass. We were running a train where like everyone hits the same dirt jumps in, the, in a row, right? Oh, okay. And uh, I thought you were gonna be like, I thought you were saying you're like chasing was, a train. It was like, one small no. Or, bank robbers <laughs> banging a chick but uh it was one small jump into my buddy's backyard who later he later had more jumps but at this time it was one small jump but it was still fun that everyone would go in a line and hit the jump right yeah and he kind of timed it out so the shittier people were at the back more likely to fall and i was second from the end i wasn't at the very end of maybe like a six, seven person train because I grew up with a lot of guys and we were all road BMX. And then I hit the dirt jump, fell, broke my ankle right away, my ankle off the ground, twisted the wrong way, snapped. I knew it was snapped right away. And then my buddy, the one guy that was behind me, landed on my back. Fuck. And I had tire marks <laughs> on my back and it was all cut up. And then my ankles broke. I took my shoe off and I like, shouldn't take your shoe off. It swelled up like the size of a football. I didn't puncture the skin, but it was like close, you know? Yeah. And it like swelled up. And it was one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody's parents are home. Nobody's parents are around. I wait, I went home. I got a ride. My one friend's mom was home and she gave me a ride home, but not to the hospital. And I went inside and I watched American Pie <laughs> and waited for my mom to get home from work. And then she took one look at it and I was like, that's broken. I was like, yeah, I haven't been able to walk. And there's literally a football on the side of my ankle. Yeah. And then I had to go get a cast. But I waited like four or five hours, watched American Pie, hung out with a broken leg. That's crazy. And then I had a cast. So like I, I, had a I started high school with a cast. With a cast. And a big scab out of my head because my dad cut me with a fishing knife. <laughs> that's another story. That's another story. You're just going to leave it there, right? <laughs> You're just like your dad's a psycho. Chase uh, you down. And... He's trying to cut my head.
hair. I don't give a fuck about haircuts. I was telling somebody that this yeah, week. Who gave you this haircut? Yeah, just some girl I met at a bar. <laughs> right there? I don't even think she, she doesn't cut hair. She's never done it before. No, she's very nice. Um, yeah, but, that's your uh, style. Hey, have you ever cut hair before? No? Perfect. Perfect. Can I come over? <laughs> you got any buzzers or scissors? I have I have my own buzzers. I travel with them. You got a fishing knife, maybe? That's all we need. We did it with her kitchen scissors. She's like, these scissors say MasterChef on them. <laughs> I was like, perfect. I don't care. It's a fun activity. Gordon Ramsay approved. It's a fun activity. It's entertainment. Her, what? Fr- her friend came over. Sorry about that. It's entertainment. He's on ramps. On ramps. But yeah, no, it was, I had long hair and it was hot. And my dad was a kid. We couldn't find scissors, but my dad cut it off with a fillet knife, a fish knife. Yeah. Fish fillet knife. And uh, he had had a couple drinks probably. You kind of have to before you do that. Well, it was late in the day. <laughs> late in the day. And he nicked me. Right right there. I got a scar probably still. He nicked me and I started bleeding pretty good. He filleted good. you. Yeah. Scalped Well, it was a sharp knife. Yeah. Uh, so I started bleeding pretty good. Bleeding pretty good out of my head, so we stopped for the day. But there's still long strands of hair all over, so yeah. waited till the next day and then fixed it up with, I don't know. It was like a fun project for my dad. <laughs> to fix your hair? <laughs> to do it with a fishing knife. To see how close he could get it to my head. <laughs> oh, he got pretty close, it sounds like. Yeah, and for uh, that's probably why I still to this day don't give a fuck about haircuts. Yeah. I never went to a real barber. I just meet girls at breweries and say, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, I'm glad I can just go to some lady's basement every few months and she just asks me the same questions every time and she cuts, gives me the same fucking haircut. Uh, that's because I drive a, a plain white car. <laughs> I think this girl did it good for not being a hair. She's an accountant, I think. Yeah. <laughs> good with numbers. Makes sense. We Makes co- sense. We had a couple beers and you smoked some joints and she cut my hair. Wow. It's a good outing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Have fun. Now you gotta wait for it to grow out again. Before I should see her again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say you bring the mullet back, but just get a better mullet. That was a real I, haggard. That was a rock star mullet. Not quite. Here's better rock star mullets. Like, yeah. look, I get like Rod Stewart style mullet. I don't think I need a mullet. I'm pretty good with what I got. I don't know. It's. I I'm just, not saying it suits you, but it's just like, uh, it works on some people. Just like some chicks can go like bald or I've, short hair. I pulled it off for long enough, but. Uh, I'm more, it's a practicality thing, the hair. I don't, it's, the hair's not like a, it's, it's not a statement for me. It's not a cool, point of coolness. Like, I get a haircut when it's long and bothering me, and I yeah. cut it short like it is now, and I'll be good for a few months, and then it'll be ratty. When it gets ratty, then I'm like, eh, it's ratty. Yeah, I can't. I've, I've buzzed my head once, and I discovered I have a goofy-shaped head, so I'm not doing it. Yeah, I can't buzz it because I got all the scars from where my dad cut me. Yeah, well, I didn't quite buzz. I got a year length, but still, my head didn't look right. And then I finally grew my hair long enough once. I wear hats. Like, I like it. I wear hats. So, I'm fine. Here we go, talking about hair again. Yeah. You know, one day we're going to release an episode, The Best of Hair, on We're Doing Podcasts. comes up a lot. Yeah, we could fill a 60 minute with hair talk for sure for sure it's important why do we have it why do we got it 
Do you have any actual news that you remember to talk about? News? Any UFO news? Any what's Tommy up to? What's Tom DeLong up to? Tom DeLong. So his movie's coming out. He's got a movie coming out. Yeah, is it a UFO movie? Yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of movie UFO movies coming out right now. The Dick. It's about. Uh, it's got a lot of dick humor. It's just a company. Well, there's a. Uh, they talk about the the report, like um, a recent report they dropped. They were able to get uh, classified documents, declassified. Uh, and uh, found like 1,500 pages of this crazy shit from the ATIP program. It was like the last UFO uh, program that was running in the States. Because like, before they were just talking about, yes, it was a program. They didn't have anything, they don't have anything about what they're doing. This guy just took them like years to do it, but like finally they released all these papers to him. And it's talking about people getting burned, like radiation burns and like mysterious pregnancies. Like yeah. people missing time, and then like suddenly they're pregnant. Is that Tom DeLong's company? It's not Tom DeLong's company. No, um, it's uh, he's a reporter, and he's he's big on the UFO subject. And as soon as like his ATIP program was basically revealed, he he kind of got on top of things and started filing for uh, like releases for all these like papers and stuff. And it takes forever, so like it's like three years later, like they're finally. Here. Do they have the metal from that craft? Isn't they metal do. from a craft? That's what Tom DeLong was talking about. That's a big thing that's being discussed yeah, right he's now. He's supposed as well. to get a piece of that. Well, he's got a piece of that. And uh, Jacques Vallée, very famous UFOologist, he's got several pieces. And uh, the scientist Gary Nolan has been doing it's all like the 80 work. Different, it's like 80 different layers of different metals never found on Earth. No, that's, that's, that's not it at all. Is that what the documentary said? No, it's not. That's what I heard Tom DeLong talking about. And it's more it's more elements found here, but they're just composed in a very, very it's 82 like, layers of them or something. Very yeah, exactly. Very detailed ways down to the atomic level where like it is possible to do it here, but like just it costs so much money and the technology to do it we barely even have. Uh, I, I understood that some of the layers were not maybe found on Earth. Well maybe yeah, they maybe they found or something that the others aren't talking about yet. Maybe they, they're not releasing some information. But I just I just picture like when Tom DeLong's saying he's gonna get a piece of this. It's like they're gonna send him like a like a compact disc size. <laughs> Here's your little piece of metal, Tom. A little chunk. Let it figure you. Let you stare at this for a bit. You wear it wear it like with a necklace, right? There's a little yeah. little piece of you. That'd be cool. I'd be worried about radiation. New Angels and Airwaves album. But no, some of the material they've talked about having so i'm curious if they have this aluminum material right that, we have aluminum man uh, you can uh, cook a baked potato with it i'm talking aluminum that can have a memory it can stay a certain shape right most tinfoil if you put it into a shape it stays but i mean like <laughs> let's say it's in like this flat triangle and you take it and crumple it up and then let go and it slowly builds back into that triangle again that's supposedly what some of this material can do Okay. Um, there's there's weird cotton-like material that they found and like tinsel-like material that's found at a lot of these like UFO sites yeah. that they're not quite sure what it is. <laughs> there's a famous one, like one of the earliest UFO crashes that's not well known. It's like the Trinity case and it was happened just outside this native reservation. Okay. And it spread all this crazy tinsel all across like everywhere. And I guess some of it was analyzed and like had like just bizarre amounts of radiation in it 
but like people in this town would just like take all the tinsel and just like put it in their Christmas trees and like <laughs> hang it around their house because they don't know where it came from they're like this is cool <laughs> it's like 1954 or something they're just like this is some cool stuff and they uh yeah they probably all apparently a lot of people die of, like of cancer like early on cancer in Reason this town. in the tinsel? Yeah. This town and surrounding towns, because they were extremely close to the Trinity site, which was... Uh, like, you already don't want to be licking odd lead metal. Yeah. It's poisoning. I guess maybe that's On just this what, planet. That's what people did back then. Yeah, test stuff from other planets. Yeah, who the fuck knows? I guess that's what you do. You find something on the ground, you put it on your Christmas tree. So that's the news. So this is the evidence people keep asking for, right? And the like, physical evidence. The physical evidence. And... There's the Galileo Project, which is an independent project uh, with like uh, a lot of big names like Avi Loeb and uh, Tom DeLonge might be a part of it too. A lot of big UFO people into it, putting money into it. They're making these crazy telescopic cameras that they're situating in certain parts of the world that have hot spots for like on top of a mountain that have a full view of the sky all around and can like detect the uh, detect heat, radiation, like like basically any filter imaginable and like with crazy high-res photography like half million dollar lens they said okay and so see that's what people need because all we have is people and their fucking cell phones and no one's ever going to believe us until there's like a legit picture like that so like there's the wheels are moving yeah we're gonna get some legit and like they're they're separate from the government so as soon as they get some like legit pictures they can just release it there, right. There's nothing holding them back. But, yeah, but it was Tom DeLong's company that got the government to say that they would do that. It is true. He, the, He's to the big, Stars Academy. I, gi- I give him that. I give him that. You know what? We're almost at our, our location. We're, we're three minutes away. Three yeah, minutes away. Sent, uh, parking around back or something. So, uh, we'll wrap this up here. Uh, this was fun. Hopefully, it sounds okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do it on the way back. We'll make some tinsel cars. Tinsel cars. If not, we're doomed. Yeah, we're doomed.